and we back. It's Friday night, everybody. <laughs> oh, blurry. There we go. Blurriness. It's after dark. It's Havoc Bliss. After dark. And we coming live from my living room, motherfuckers. We got a good show for you tonight. Super excited, like always. Really excited. I've actually put a little bit more thought into this one. And not that I don't for the other ones, because I spend all week thinking about what the hell I'm going to talk about. Because as you know, sometimes talking for as long as I do, it uh not always easy. But if you know me, then you know that I like to talk. So today's topics are kind of kind of flow into each other. I've been really thinking about this and you know, maybe it's because of my age or whatever, but I've been really thinking about things and the quality of life that I've had so far and how my mental instability, I'm not saying I'm crazy, but my negative thinking and how my mind is working has really crippled my viewpoint on life to the point where it was affecting how I was viewing the world. And I quickly realized that my life could have been a lot better if I would have adopted a different mindset. So the things that we're going to talk about tonight are the downfalls of expectations, uh, why they're bad, why having expectations is bad. Yes, you heard me right. They're fucking bad. They're terrible for you. Um, the next one is going to be the art of attraction and why there is a need for you to get rid of the neediness mentality. And how that really fucking hurts you. Because it really does. It really hurts you. And the next and last one will be how victim mentality cripples you. We're going to be talking about this. Um, how this happens. Why it happens. And since I'm not a professional, I can't give you like professional type advice. But I can give you things. What is up, Logan? Bing bong. Bing bong. But I can give you shit from my personal experience that may fucking help you i hope you like the new music this is my new intro music for this show so without further ado yeah we're going to get into it we're going to be live i've been looking forward to this for the past week i even took wednesday off i don't know if i'm going to continue doing wednesdays um yeah i don't think i i, I might not do wednesdays anymore everybody um it's not that i don't enjoy playing games it's just um i've always heard that if you find something that you think is enjoyable that this is what you should be doing and that honestly this podcast that i'm doing or this talk show thing here is something that i enjoy way more than playing fucking video games on because i feel like when i do that shit i can't give you guys the amount of attention and it comes off as less genuine. And that's that's came from my daughter and from my significant other. They said, you just kind of seem phony, even though we know you're not. You're coming off as that. So that's not in stone yet. But if I come off more genuine here and I can reach the hearts and minds of more people doing this, then fuck it. I might just will stick with this. Okay, so the first thing we're going to be talking about tonight is the downfall of expectations so first off let's get straight to the nitty-gritty okay you know me i don't like to beat around the fucking bush i like to get right to it um my problem and i can only speak from personal experience my problem for a long fucking time is 
that I always had these expectations that I placed on everything. But the problem with that is, is my expectations weren't realistic expectations because my expectations were molded and became about because of the life that I lived. So we're going to have to backtrack a little bit on this. Okay, so you develop your expectations through a series of events. Um, some of them are good. Some of them are unfortunate events that happened that left a negative, a negative uh, fucking stain on your perception of reality. And I know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm going to say this. I know what you're th probably maybe thinking to yourself. Um, no, because I know this is true. So the thing about the truth is it's only true in the point of view. The actual real unadulterated truth is something that we'll never know because we only see the truth through our eyes. And as much as we say that we like to be open-minded and that we see it through other people's eyes, uh, no, you don't. I mean, you can as far as you're able to, if that makes sense. But for the most part, fuck no. No, that's that's just not a thing. It's not going to happen. Uh, it's, not, it's never going to be 100%. So it's like a blanket statement that we say, you know, to not hurt the other person's feelings, which is fine, which is really good. So w as we're growing up, certain events happen. Uh, this will tie into some of the other topics tonight, too. Uh, certain events happen, which gives you uh, mainly an unrealistic expectation We'll start with the bad shit. So the bad shit sets up a world where you look at it and say, well, fuck it. This is what's going to happen to me um, based upon this. Because this happened to me when I was younger. This is what I expect, and this is what I expect from other people. And as you can already tell, it's not coming from a good spot. So it's like you see how I... It's like, it's like you're wearing glasses, but then you have a tint of like bullshit over them because that one person fucking wronged you you know be it like a family member or a best friend uh did something that really like deeply cut you or, or hurt you and then boom um you say you moved on from it but you really don't you know um certain things leave emotional scars that will last with you the whole your whole life but what you do with that emotional scar or and emotional damage that happened is 100 percent on you and this will tie into one of the other topics about the victim mentality. Um, so I'll just briefly explain it. Um, so you take that and you say, yes, I got through it um, and I'm over it. But you're never really over it because there'll be days where certain something will happen and you remember that event. And the level of degree that you're over it will be the emotional response, even if it's only for a, a flicker, a flicker of a moment that you feel that feeling. That will let you know where you truly stand on that. And heaven forbid you have a really dark day, then you'll really know where you stand when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm a huge advocate for we don't get over shit, okay? We fucking process it and handle it and package it up into an easy digest, easy carryable fucking luggage so it doesn't control us. So based upon that, that's that would be like a negative thing. Okay, so let's say um, you're supposed to do this with your, your with your dad, but then you found out that over time that because he says things um, and he doesn't follow through. So your expectations of people would be that they're not going to follow through with what they say. So you're already coming into a relationship, a friendship, or a deal with somebody 
on the pretense of, well, fuck it, they're not going to fucking do it anyways, uh, if that makes sense. So on the, on the flip side of that, you have something really fucking good happen to you one time. You're like, okay, so people are like this. Or we'll just do it like this. You hold yourself to a certain standard or a certain expectation, right? Because we all know that we are our toughest fucking critic when it comes to things. We're really hard on ourselves. So based upon that, we hold the expectation that people are going to live up to the same fucking standard that we have for ourselves. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that will say, no, I don't fucking do that because that's wrong because that's not fair. But we do. It, and that's just me being real. I I do it. When I catch myself doing it, I try to stop it. But I still do it because I'm human and our brain works a certain way. Um, once we get to a certain age, it's like hardwired and you can change the wiring, but it's very easy for that wiring to go back the way it was because it's easy and your brain really, really likes routine, loves routine. Fuck it. It's like addicted to routine. The only thing that your brain's more addicted to than routine is sugar. <laughs> so you have this expectation. Okay. So I'm like this. So everybody else is going to be like this. And then when they're not. Um, you're let down. So you go through life with this huge, high, unrealistic expectation. And everybody's letting you down. But the only reason they're letting you down is because you have this expectation or you set the bar so fucking high that the only person that will ever, ever be able to reach it. And not all the time, by the way, because you fail yourself too. Because you fail to live up to your expectations when you have a moment of humanity to where you just, you don't do something or you do something that's out of your character. And then bam, that expectation is broke. And some of you guys, and I used to be like this for a long time. If you didn't, if you broke that expectation or you dipped long, low enough, uh, you lost my trust. And once you lost that, you never fucking got it back. Like ever. Now, I can't say this for everybody because, you know, the uh, people come from different walks of life. And I and I get that, you know. But if this happens to you and you're like, man, I, I kind of relate to that shit, then you know that that's exactly what you did. Is you set an expectation that um, the only person that would ever meet that expectation is you. But you applied it to other people based upon life events and situ certain situations that have happened to you in the past. Now, this is where um, expectations uh, become a real slippery slope, okay? Because once you get on the slope of down where nobody's meeting your expectations, it really starts to fuck with, like, your mentality and your viewpoint of the world, you know? One little slip up like that, and, it, it, you know, it's like climbing up a mud hill. You're good when you have traction. You can keep going. You start to slip. You start to freak out, and then... The next thing you know, you're sliding uncontrollably down that fucking hill. And this is the rabbit hole that people, um, regardless of age, gender, or background, get themselves into. This huge wall of expectations that we put in front of us. Like, if you can't get over my wall of expectations that I'm holding out in front of you, like, fuck you. You're not going to be in my circle. And we shut people out. You know? It's like uh, you go on a date, right? And I'm fucking guilty of this. When I used to go on dates, um, if I plan something with you, 
and you bailed on me once. I'm like, cool. Second time, okay, cool. Third time, okay, fuck you. I'm you're done. I'm not. I'm not fucking talking to you. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that that's bad all the time because obviously, you know, if that's how it's gonna be, like, don't fucking waste your time with that person because if they can't, if they're not gonna do that from the beginning, you can kind of. This is where the expectations. See where I'm talking, like. This is this is me talking to you, like from experience and how I how I am. But you can see how the expectations are setting me up, uh, to not give people chances. So and I've done this. I'm like, okay, well, hey, um, when you're free, um, just get a hold of me. You know, and nine nine out of ten times, like, they're not gonna get a hold of you. And it maybe it's not because they don't want to. It's be, it's just because they know they're fucking, they're too busy. Or they're expecting you to do everything. You know that expectation. You know where sometimes, um, man or a man or a woman or whoever will expect the other person to put in some work because of you know this the mentality or whatever. That shit right there. And it just starts starts with little things like that, and the next thing you know, um, you're depressed or you're down or you're angry, and you have this like whole viewpoint like the world sucks, like all these people are garbage, and I hate to break it to you. And this is coming from years of experience thinking like that. Um, that's just not the case, like, at all. Some people suck, but not all of them. Some situations and some things can't be avoided. Some of them can. You know, and the world is not bad all the time, nor is it bad in general. But you get stuck in this mode of like thinking like everybody's going to be like this because like nobody's living up to these expectations I have. And this is, there's, okay, so there's a difference. I want to make this very clear. There's a difference between expectation and standards, okay? You can have high standards. That's fine. I'm not saying, damn, my camera's like really fucking up. Come on, camera. Boom. Um. I'm not saying don't have standards. Standards are what uh, makes it so you don't settle. But there's a difference between standards and expectations, okay? Uh, standards is like a, a set bar. Like, hey, I'm going to, I'm not going to go out, I'm not going to go out with somebody who beats women. Or I'm not going to be friends with someone who beats women. Or someone who beats men. Or someone who does drugs and stuff like that. So that's not an expectation. That's a standard. Like I'm not going to be around or associated with people like that. Or people that are have a lower morality than I do. You know what I mean? That is a standard. An expectation is, well, these guys didn't hold the door for me. Or they didn't do this. Or, you know, they were, <coughs> they made a mistake. That's an expectation. Um, recently, I've been watching some YouTube videos and reading some books that have kind of opened my eyes to the fact that having expectations is like setting yourself up to drive in a race, but then taking all your tires off your car and expecting to win. The moment you start having all these expectations, you are setting yourself up for huge failure. Like, gigantic fucking failure. Maybe not right off the bat, but eventually, they're not going to meet that expectation, and bam, you get hit with another brick wall of, see, 
Look at this. They're just fucking proving me right. Because that's what your brain's going to do. You get stuck in this mode of like, hey, this is what I expect. And so your brain is constantly looking to find out when the other person is fucking up. So instead of setting yourself, oh, I love this person, like this is cool, accepting all of their flaws, you, everybody says that, but your brain is constantly searching for reasons of why they do not fit the, your expectations or fit the mold of what you think is acceptable or what you expect. That's fact. That's that's basic psychology right there. Your brain will be like, nope, nope, here it is, here it is, and you'll be like, goddamn right, brain, like I knew it, I knew this person was trash. And the only reason that is, is because you looked. And look, if you look hard enough, you can find anything. I, I can go online right now and find an article that says, it may not be from a reputable source, but I can find an article right now that says the sky is blue and the only, or the sky is green. And the only reason it's blue is because we're all colorblind. I know that that is like, like a huge, like far out there example. But if I look hard enough or whatever, I could find it. And what my, if, and this is how your brain works, guys. Once you find that little shred of evidence, you become fucking Sherlock Holmes and you find more evidence to fit that case and that profile. And then next thing you know, bam, that person already fucking done. You might as well just tell that person to move on because you'll never, you'll never open up to them. You'll never trust them because you already found a mound, a mound of mountain of evidence that says they're not going to fit this expectation. So they're not worth your time. And that's why I call expectations is the downfall of your brain and the downfall of your happiness because having these, these things is not good for you. It's fucking hurting you. And that's what I've been watching in these YouTube videos. And, um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not just watching like any old YouTube videos. I watch stuff with the people who are like psychiatrists, uh, people who are neurologists that study the brain and stuff like that. That's the kind of, that's the, where the, some of this information is coming from. So they're saying when you approach things, have no expectation, none, no expectation. Cause that kind of gives rid of, you can never fully get rid of like that or you're biased, you know, cause everybody's biased. I don't care if you say you're not, you are. Everybody's biased. Do you like Coke or Pep? Do you like Coke or Pepsi? If you can say in your head and answer that, biased. I understand it's like a, it's, it's, it's kind of like a well, I like this one better. Yeah, but you will more lean towards that to begin with, anyways, just because you like that, so you're biased. So the whole purpose of this. So let's say we're, me and you are going out, right? Me and you are going to go hang out with some friends. Me and you are friends. When we go out there and we hang out. As you approach the table or the situation, clear your mind of whatever the fuck you think is going to happen. Okay? Just just block it out. Don't go in there and be like, man, I sure hope they're doing blah, blah, blah. No, like, fuck you. Like, who are you? Don't think that. Just walk up, clear your mind, and say, let's see what happens. And see, when it comes to this, I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm kind of like a hypocrite a little hypocrite with this because i walk up with the mentality of not like man i hope they like me i walk up well i hope i like them let's see what they have to offer which is a, a form of expectation but i try to get rid of like the judgy 
the judginess after after that because after all i know i'm just a person just like them and if they come off like weird it's because they don't fucking know me and i know how i am when i first meet new people i'm like awkward as fuck like half the time i don't even if i come with a group i don't even talk that much it's because i'm too busy like looking around and seeing how everybody interacts and then based upon what i see i've i kind of make an assumption of like hey this person talks like this so i might be able to talk with them like that and i've been really really com oh, really really combating that that thought process because that thought process right there has been the thought process that's really fucking hurt me really hurt me because based upon my assumptions and everything like that um it's really stopped me from being able to enjoy life because i'm already walking into all these situations with the negative expectations of they're not going to like me they don't want to hear me talk none of that and it took me a long time to realize that because once you get once you fall down that slope guys it's really hard to come to terms with you know what maybe that's not how life is maybe it's how life you view it because you're jaded you got a chip on your shoulder and you have this tint on your fucking glasses of the viewport that you view life as you know and i really had to take a hard look at that and i was like holy fuck like it made me really upset it made me really upset because when you realize that your life and I, this is going to sound dumb coming from another from a third person perspective and coming out of my mouth but if you haven't lived that then it's really hard to understand it but every i think everybody can understand it to a point it's just the ego that they have to let go to really admit that's what happened so like i said it really cut me deep that i had been the one sabotaging my happiness and really negatively impacting my life like really bad like to the point where i was just fucking miserable and depressed all the time and the crazy thing is is it wasn't even it wasn't even true You know what I mean? It it wasn't even true at all. It was all it was all up here and I had thought that way so negatively that whenever I looked out and I was interacting with people, um I already had this view of like how the fuck it was going to go. I and I never gave anybody fucking chances. And it was fucking it was horseshit, dude. And once I realized that, like for when I say it crushed me, it really crushed me. Like I got super upset because I was like, "Holy fuck, like what have I been doing for the last, for the last 15, 16 years? Like here I am thinking I'm going to come here, talk to this therapist or whatever. And they're going to, they're going to help me work through my own shit. And then I'm going to be good from here on out. Not only did that happen, but I also realized that the reason why my life had gone so shitty before is because I literally made that happen. I literally changed um, my viewpoint of the world, which attracted what I was hating. Because once you get into this, like this whole thought process and this whole negative thought process, you're constantly looking for that. So that's all you're going to find is that negative shit. 
So when I look back at my life and I start looking um, at situations that happened in my in my interactions with people uh, when I was younger, and this time like purely introspective and like reflective and without the lens, it really hurt because I know that it went that way because I made it and I allowed it to be that way. And that's and that's what that's what I'm trying to convey to you guys is you may not even know that you're doing it, you know. You always think like, oh life's not fair, it's like this. Well, the reason it's not fair is because you're looking for reasons to validate that expectation of life's not fair. And we're so good at that too. We just keep going over and over and over again to the point where we're like our own um, like social justice warrior. We're like, see, look, I told you it's right fucking there. And it just keeps on validating this fucking make-believe land that you made for yourself. And some of you guys may be thinking like, oh, fuck you. Like, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. Well, I want you to really look at a time where you had like a negative experience in a situation. And I'm not talking like someone cheating on you or like that. But just think of a time where you were somewhere and you thought nobody liked you. And it was just a shitty time. I want you to really pick apart and analyze like what you were doing. If you can, if you can still remember. And like the thought process that was going in your head before like you even got there because i know for me whenever i go into a situation i'd be like man like fuck i hate being around people like nobody likes me anyways because because of this i've always been a fucking loser blah 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 blah. so i go in with that mentality that nobody likes me so every time like i see something i would always see it from like a, a twisted ass like point of view like my own like horrible little nightmare point of view and then after that, when I walk away, of course, of course it's going to be a bad fucking time because I fucking made it that way. And you probably did too. Now, now I'm not saying that every situation could be explained because you're just fucked in the brain and that's why. No, sometimes shit this fucking sucks, okay? That is going to happen. But what I'm saying is probably 60% guys and... I'm I'm only basing that off of like my personal experience with my life and things that I've I've seen and then come back and reflected on. And that and that's why another reason why it hurts so much is because only forty percent of like the sixteen, seventeen years or whatever that I had tried and I worked through and dealt with and like really looked at, only forty percent of that was actually was actually shitty. And the rest of the 60% that was shitty was my doing. And it was just how I looked at things. So, yeah, do that. Like, look back at a time where when you look back at it, like, man, was that shitty? Like, or you don't know if it was shitty. Everybody says, man, that was such a good time. Why didn't you have a good time? Usually those situations right there where everybody, everybody you talked to that was there with you had a blast. And you're the only one that didn't have a blast. Those are the ones that you want to kind of go back and look at. If you can remember, like, what were you thinking? And I can almost almost assure you that you were thinking, man, I don't want to fucking do this. This is going to suck. I, I, this, is, this is not my thing. So you're already going into it with, like, this horrible, like, negative, negative thing. And that's, and when you're doing that, that is, the, that's the shit right there that fucking hurts you. 
Sorry, I'm turning my light on. So come on, camera. There we go. That's the things right there that is already setting you up for failure. You know, so going back and looking at these things that I've done, like I said, like really fucking hurt me, but it also had a huge impact on how I was going to handle and deal with things going into the future. And I can't tell you that I handled everything fucking perfect because that's that that's not fucking true. I, di I didn't. But I can tell you that once I realized that, there was a lot of situations that could have been um, shittier if I had allowed them to go shitty, but I didn't. And I'm happy that I was able to go through that without without having that negative ass fucking thing attached to it, you know? And that, that was just learned the hard way, like for real, the fucking hard way, man. And if you guys are like me, sometimes you got to go through the school of hard knocks and get your fucking degree. I got my PhD, baby. And, and I'll tell you right now, is it worth anything? Maybe. I will say that it's not worth fucking, it's not worth anything if I'm the one that fucking put myself through that fucking school. Not at all. Not worth a goddamn thing because I made my life way harder than it needs to be. And if you can look back and be like, man, was that situation like that? Or did I just make it like that? And if you have to answer your, if you have to ask yourself that question about certain situations, then you already know that it may, it may not have been like that, that you just fucking made it like that. And I, I know that this is probably something that you don't want to hear or it, it pisses you off. Well, good. If it makes you mad, then you know what that means? That means that there might be a shred of truth in what I'm saying. And, and, and don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not trying to come off as like this fucking, this huge guru about this because i'm not i'm not a fucking expert or anything like that this is me talking with you guys sharing things that i've learned um that has improved the quality of life for me and that's that's like a thing that i really want to do with this is do stuff that improves your guys's life and i think i think um shows like this or episodes like this are the ones where little me um, can offer the 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 most value that I possibly can to you guys, because it's through reflection of self that we know thyself and we can move forward, so we don't repeat our past mistakes. Because that's what it's all about. Look, we're humans, so we're gonna fuck up. We are. We're gonna fuck up a lot. We're gonna make mistakes, but we keep moving forward through innovation and creativity and that and that's just more than just science that's with us too that's how we learn like a baby baby learns how to crawl right but it takes a real long time for that fucking baby to crawl because the baby scoots right before the baby scoots the baby's wiggling and doing the little spinny circle thing i know because i'm watching my little baby when she does that now she spins around in a circle and i know pretty soon here she's gonna be scooting and then i'm gonna have to like totally baby proof my house because it won't be long after that when she's crawling and then she's walking and then the next thing I know, I'm going to blink and she's going to be out of the house because she's an adult. That's how fast this shit moves. And I, 
hopefully you guys haven't spent as much time as I have uh, with the negative mentality. Pretty much like ruining and destroying my life, but in the process, not realizing how I'm affecting uh, other people around me. Because I understand that we're our own people, but we do have a sphere of influence. And sometimes we don't realize that how we are is not okay and it's really 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 like fucking up other people i don't know else how to put that like we're really fucking up other people with how we are and it took me a long time you know i look back and you know um at some of my past relationships and things that have been said to me and you know i, I realized that Maybe I wasn't the best person. Maybe I wasn't the best boyfriend or wasn't the best husband. You know, I still wouldn't change things to go back to be in that because I honestly love where I am now. I love who I'm with. I love the little family that we have. So I wouldn't change that. But it's good to be uh, reflective on that and know like, hey, you need to be able to do that, guys. You need to be able to say, hey. I may not be the nicest person or the person that I think I am because we all we all hold ourselves up to this view that may not be accurate, you know, because we want to be the hero in our story. But sometimes we're not the fucking hero, guys. We are the fucking villain or we're the vigilante, but we're the vigilante because we made ourselves the vigilante to try to save ourselves. But that's where we get stuck. You get stuck in this mold and this like this whole thing. You know, I I know it's kind of steering away from the downfall thing or the downfall of the expectations, but this this kind of goes in with it. It's very easy to get down and to stay down in this valley of self help and self depreciation and like toxic toxicity that's like a like a poison that spreads over to other people. If you've been through a lot of relationships. Um, and they haven't ended well, there's probably like a key denominator. Like it, it probably starts off like fucking beautiful, amazing. Like every relationship for the most part starts off like beautiful, you know, and I'm not talking, you know, like not talking about like super like heavy relationships that are fucking terrible that you should leave. But I'm talking about like healthy relationships that start off and they start blossoming into this like beautiful creation of like amazingness. And then somehow a year two, three, four years down the road, it ends just like the last one. And you're like, you're left sitting there wondering, well, what the fuck happened? Well, you, you are what the fuck happened. And, and I know you're, yeah, I'm already going to get some fucking hate and be like, no, it was the other fucking person, bruh, or, and girls. I'm, I'm just saying, directing this towards you because I want you to take ownership for your half. Okay. You did stuff too. And I'm not saying the other person is blameless, but we're going to be addressing what you and myself did. You know, and the first thing we got to do is realize that we may not be as good of people as we think we are. We may not be as good of lovers, as good of boyfriends, friends, dads, brothers, uncles, or whatever have you, as we think we are. We get stuck with the ego, and the ego is what tries to convince us that we are this. The words, the actions, and the feelings of other people around you will tell the true and accurate story 
of how you really are. So just open your ears and listen. What do your friends say about you? Like your actual friends, because your friends will be the ones that talk shit to you, but build you up behind your back. You know what I mean? They'll talk shit to your face, but build you up. I'm not talking about the shit talking, but what do they say? They say, oh man, I fucking love this guy. He's, he's fucking awesome. Or man, I'm like, no, he's cool. He's kind of an asshole though. Hint, hint, hint. You know, what, what do people, if people were to describe you, what would they say? And what they say, does that match up to the fucking expectations that you have of what you think they would say? I can almost guarantee you some of them will, but not entirely. And that's because we think we act a certain way and we don't. We just don't. Because, and I'm guilty of this too. And this is this is why I'm talking out so matter-of-factly. I'm not saying that it's fact. I'm just talking from personal experience because I'm fucking guilty of this too. I'd be like, I have no idea what the fuck I said that was so bad. And then it gets explained to me and I, I sit back there and I just digest it maybe i don't admit it right away because i'll get pissed um but i do come back and i'm like you know what you're right it, it does come off as kind of an asshole thing but in the moment when i'm talking i don't i necessarily might not think that it's fucking it's the most terrible fucking thing but it's it's what we have to do we have to stop that cog from moving because we don't want that cog in there because it's not helping us up because it's hooking up to a gear that is taking away and emptying the cup of our loved ones and our reputation and our relationship with the people that we care about. And this all starts off with the expectations that we bring to the table. If you bring zero expectations to the table, you will find out that you're more willing to accept fucking people for who they are. That's love, guys. True love. So what do I mean by that? Okay, so you think you love people, right? To love someone is to love one unequivocally for them. Good or bad. Regardless, you accept, you fully accept them for them. To me, that's the definition of love. You love everything about them flaws and all you say hey i don't like that you do this but i love you and i accept that part of you and the, the only way to have that true love for other people is when you have that fucking true love for you you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and say look buddy or look girl i love you and regardless of what you've done in the past that doesn't mean that you're shitty or you're a shit person i love you for you all of you, the good and the bad. And then mean it. When you can do that and actually mean it, that fucking shit hits so fucking different. It will be like you never you never really understood the word love or understood the emotion behind love your whole fucking life. And, and, I, and I mean that from like a, a real, like genuine standpoint. You know, because how I grew up, this is how I grew up. I, I grew up with the expectations that if I wasn't your blood, um, you were just going to totally reject me because that's how I grew up. I grew up with a stepdad that fucking hated me 
fucking hated me, treated me like shit, abusive and all that stuff. Um, as I got older, I just started getting more fucking angry, more angry. And the expectations that I brought to the table was everybody's shit. The world's shit. Nobody gives a fuck about me. And that mentality, I'll be honest, ruined my fucking childhood for me. Because it could have been so much more. Would it have been fucking a, a, a blissful fucking childhood? No, because I, I still would have got my ass beat. But there would have been a lot more, a lot better interactions with other people. And I probably would have had more friends if I didn't walk around with those expectations and viewpoint of everybody else. Because I probably came off as a huge fucking asshole that didn't want to talk to anybody. And I was probably mean as fuck to everybody you know and that for me that takes a lot because when for a long time even now I catch myself thinking and I know that's not true all the time but I look back and I'm like man everybody fucking hated me well they probably fucking hated me because I never gave them a chance yes were they mean absolutely some of them were but not all of them can I tell you who was nice to me no I just I, I had lumped them all into the group of fuck them you know, but that's me walking around with the expectation that everybody's shit. So why would I give them, why would I give them a chance? I have a couple negative, negative interactions. And guess what? For me, the fate is sealed for everybody in that fucking classroom, everybody in that high school. And that that's just not fair. But looking back, I was like, fuck, man, I, I really destroyed my shit. You know, I, I really fucking did that. That's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. And that's what it takes is for you to look at situations like that and be like, oh, my God, like what? Like, why? That's that's 100 percent fucked. Why would I ever do that? And I, I'm, I'm hey, you don't wake up in the morning and say, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to destroy my fucking future. I'm going to destroy my, my, my mental health and I'm going to destroy my outlook on life. You don't just wake up and do that. It's like a slow fucking process where you slowly grind down that shit. And you're the one that's grinding down and beating up your own image of yourself. That self-esteem, you're the one that takes bites out of that. Because I can call you a fuckhead all I want. I can call you a piece of shit all I want. But who the fuck am I? Nobody. I'm just another fucking person, right? You know you. And we get stuck in this thing where what people say to us... Becomes our new truth. So whenever we meet people for the first time, <laughs> because the other people were like that, we automatically assume and expect that that's how they're going to fucking do it. And that's how they're going to be. You're going to approach every situation on guard because you expect them to be fucking worthless and fucking terrible human beings. And, and this is not it. And I'm sure that you guys can look at a situation and go back and be like, man, like, why was it like that? And if you were really honest with yourself, you'd be like, holy fuck. Like, it's like that because of me. Like, I did that. Why the fuck would I do that? It's because your subconscious part of your brain had been wired early on to react that way. That's what you do. Because everybody thinks, well, I'm awake. I'm, I'm in control of my body. You're really not. 
You're really fucking not. All those expectations and all that shit that are buried in your subconsciousness, that's what's running the show. Those are your automatic responses. When your boss says, hey, you're going to work overtime, and you go like this, and then you're like, and you hide it, that initial like four thousandths of a second response where it's like you give the look of like, fuck, I am like, fuck you, I ain't doing that shit. That response is your subconsciousness taking over and overriding your body, your true emotions pouring out and coming through. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. And the easiest way for me to prove this, and this will prove it, the easiest way for this to prove this is by a little subtlety that you do when you're in a crowd. Next time you're in a, a group or a circle of people, a five or more, glance down at people's feet and you will automatically know who everybody in that circle is threatened by because their feet will be pointed at the person subconsciously that they think is the biggest threat. Fact. Fact check me, motherfuckers. Do it. Pull up your Google and ask if that's true. It is. Psycho psychological fact. Psychology-backed information. Subconsciously, in a group of five or more, you will, point your you will point your feet without even thinking about it at the biggest threat. So you can either attack, move forward, or run away. Proven. Now, I'm at work. We get into a meeting and there's like 20 of us. Sometimes it looks like I'm staring at the ground. No, I'm just reading the room. I'm staring at everybody's feet, following the toes and seeing which one they think is the biggest threat. And I'm like, that's cool. Uh, before I lost weight, there was a lot of feet that was pointed at me. Now that I'm a little bit smaller, some of the feet went away, but they're still pointed at like, you know, your typical, like your supervisor. Your leads, your bosses are going to be the ones that have some feet. But the other foot's going to be pointing at the person that's physically the most threatening or personality-wise the most threatening to you. Fact. Fact. I'm not making that up. So, before we switch to the next topic... What we do, like I said, we're going to be walking, right? We're going into a new situation or a situation that you've done a thousand times, okay? Before you enter the situation, just have a small conversation with yourself and say, look, I'm going to walk into this fucking room with no expectations. I'm not going to expect anything from anybody, not even myself. I'm not saying go in there and be an asshole and do whatever the fuck you want because that's going to get different results. I'm just saying go in there with an open mind. And no judgment. If that's hard for you, you might want to start with something small. Okay? Like a small gathering. But just do it. Walk up. Like, you don't have to walk in. You can stay in the car if you're with your girl and she says, what are you doing? Like, just give me a second. I got to woosh of the driveway. I got really stressed out. Or whatever you got to say. You know? Then go like this. I'm not going to judge. No expectations. Let's just see what happens. Let's go with the flow. Let's have a good time. I'm not going to let past events dictate how this fucking goes. And then just go in there. I almost guarantee you that that same situation that you've been in a thousand fucking times will be totally different. Because you've gone there with a clear mind and zero expectations. Guaranteed. I'm, I'm, I'm almost willing to bet fucking money on this because I've tried this shit. I tried this shit. I used to go to work and be like, man, this job is shit. This job is shit. Everything is shit. And guess what? It was shit. I fucking hate 
Hated everything about it. I started catching myself with a new job, being like, man, this job is so fucking boring, blah, blah, I'm not doing anything. This is a negative thought for no fucking reason. I talk to everybody else around me, and they say I think the best fucking job in the whole fucking area. I'm like, man, is that just because I'm, I have this thought process? Yeah, absolutely. I already have this like expectation of what I'm going to walk and what it's going to be like. So I tried it, and I still tried it, and I still continued the good day. People are like, man, why are you in such a good mood? It's too early. I'm like, I'm always in a good mood. But I explain a little different ways. I explain it like this. I was born with a certain amount of give a fucks. Meaning, I only have so many fucks to give to certain things. Once I reach the limit, that's all. That's it. I have no I have no more fucks. If I try to give more fucks, then guess what? I have anxiety problems. I start suffering from my mental my mental health starts to dip. And I can't process shit. I'm just generally unhappy because I'm trying to spread my fucks around too much. So the things that I like to give my fucks to are like my family. You know, my immediate family. Then my next is my friends. The next is like my personal hobbies. Like doing stuff like this. And then a couple other things. My fucks are probably 10. Max. Max. Anything else under that, I don't give a fuck. It's not that I don't care. It's just I, I can't afford to give fucks like that because that shit's important to me when i go to work and let's say there's not a part there so everybody's freaking out because the plane's gonna get behind or whatever and do all this shit i don't give a fuck and it's not because i don't care it's just that's not in my housing group of giving a fuck i can't even do anything about that all i can do is say hey this part's not here and then it's out of my fucking hands so why would i give a fuck about that i'm, I'm not going to you know if i'm driving and some dickhead in front of me cuts me off. Yeah, I might get a little bit mad. But then after that, I'm not going to give a fuck. I don't know that guy. Like, fuck him. He's going to be gone. Right? He'll be uh, he'll be in front of you maybe 10 more minutes. You know, I've said that and been trapped behind the same motherfucker for like six hours. Because he's going the same place that I'm going. But, you know, that happens. But, realistically, I'm never going to see that guy again. So, I'm, I'm just not going give to give him a time of day. And that's, this is the key to happiness, guys, right here. Not, it's not not caring. It's giving a fuck about things that are super important to you. Being responsible with the other things. But don't put so much stock into that shit that it just fucking starts to crush you. You know? And that's that kind of goes in hand in hand with the no expectation things. You just go in there and be like, okay, this is what I care about. This is what I don't care about. Cool. I'm not going to judge anything. I'm just going to go in. Whatever happens, happens. You walk into the room. Read the room. Don't judge anything. Just talk. I used to have this expectation where like, you know what? People don't want to fucking hear me. People don't care. I'm going to bother people. So I wouldn't say anything. And guess what? Zero fucking friends. Zero. Because of that. Because of how I entered the room. Now, when I go there, I start talking. I, I still get that feeling. Don't get me wrong. It still pops up. But I crush it. I crush it right away. And I talk. And guess what? I got friends. People value what I say. They may not agree with it. Or they think I'm dumb as fuck sometimes with what I say. Because I'm goofy as fuck. But it's life-changing, guys. Super life-changing. So that that's, that's my homework for you on this topic. All right? Go into some place... That you maybe had 
it's the easiest way to do this is to go into a situation that you've already been in before, okay? Because you already have those expectations, so you already know what your brain's going to be thinking, and totally wipe them out. Say nope, I'm not going to do it. Walk in, and just be happy. Be the fucking change. Like when you walk into the room, and you leave, the situation is better because you're fucking there. And I'm not talking about ego way and ego thing at all. Be like the positive influence that makes the everything tick. So when you leave, they're like, oh, man, that guy was fucking awesome. And you'd be like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. You choose not to do that because you have an expectation of that you're not going to be good enough or you're going to fail or people ain't going to like you. So yeah, just one. Pick, pick a random, normal situation that happens to you all the time. Walk in. Clear your mind. No expectations. And then next time we come and talk... I want you to know, or I want you to let me know how it went. If you're in my Discord, pop in there and be like, hey, man, I, hey, Havoc, I fucking tried this shit. And, bro, you're like, you're fucking, you're spot on with that shit. Or, hey, dude, you're full of shit, man. I tried that shit, and it went the same way. Bro, I'm, I'm not Miss Cleo. I'm not a fucking psychic. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can only tell you about things that I've tried, and it worked for me. So that's what I would do. So that being said, this kind of flows into the next one, which is the art of attraction and the need to get rid of the neediness mentality. Okay, so first I'm going to tackle the second part of this. If you have if you have Audible, there is a book that I highly suggest you listen to, and it's called Models. I fucking love this book. This is probably probably my number one all-time favorite book. It's not fantasy. It's like a self-help, like, mentality-changing fucking process, bro. And girls. Like, 100% changed my fucking life. I know I said that about other things. When I read something, and it starts to affect me deeply and greatly, it makes me really think about things. I absorb that shit like a sponge. So, Models is an amazing book. Let me, I'm going to pull it up real quick. So you guys can, let me pull it up my library. I fucking love this book, guys. Okay, so Models by Mark Manson. Okay. He talks about this and he talks about in this book how neediness fucking kills you and kills you in a relationship. He brings up certain examples and you guys had this, right? You guys had a I'm sure this has happened to you at least once. You're dating this chick. It's fucking awesome. When you first get together, they have their own friends. You have your own friends. You have separate lives. And you still continue to do that as your relationship progresses. Uh, then you reach the point where one of you or both of you start having your, your, your group of friends circle get smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm not saying it's it's not the other person's fault. It's because you want to spend more time with them. So you stop going and spending time with these other people. And you know when you do that, um, your relationship level with them just starts to deteriorate over time. And that, that's part of life. You know, you're going to have friends come and go. But next thing you know, we'll do it from our perspective. So from the man's perspective since that's all I know since I'm a man. Okay. So you do this and you're giving everything 110%. To this woman, when you first get together, you're like going to the gym, you're doing all this shit, you're spending time with your friends, you still make time for her, but it's not every day. 
you're not seeing them every day. You know, it's like twice. When it's first, it's like once once a week, twice a week, you know, as you're getting to know each other. And once you start getting more serious, then, you know, the frequency starts bumping up because, you know, you want to see more of each other. You want to have sex. You want to do all that stuff, you know. So you're doing that shit. And then next thing you know, um, you stop going out as much. You stop doing this stuff. You're still going to the gym. But then you want to spend more time. And you're like, man, during the week, I wish I could spend more time with you. And then you start staying at their house or whatever. And then you don't go to the gym because you want to be over there as soon as possible. As soon as after work, so you can go over there, shower, hang out with them, have dinner with them. And then you stop going to the gym entirely. And then your group of circle of your friends starts to shrink. And this doesn't happen overnight. This takes a while. The next thing you know, you're in a serious, committed relationship. And it's like a year, two years, right? And slowly over that time, your circle of friends are fucking gone. Gone. And all you're concerned about is being with this one person to the point where you, like, need them. It's no longer a want. Like, you need them and you come off as, like, being needy. However, they've kept if they've kept their drive. They're going to school. This is, like, a, a, an example from the book. They kept their drive. They still got their circle of friends. They're doing all this stuff like that. And um, instead of being loving and coming off as cute, you start to become annoying like a little kid. Because you don't have like your own life and you want to do everything with them, but they have all these aspirations and all these goals and shit that they're accomplishing and doing all this. They got a circle of friends and stuff like that. And then, man, they, they say they want to break up with you because they're, they don't not, they're not in love with you anymore. Um, they feel like you aren't letting them breathe. They're smothering them and then they leave you and then you find out that they're with somebody else. But the crazy thing is that somebody else was like you in the beginning. This neediness that you get. So in the book models, they explain being needy is unattractive. There's like three whole chapters where they say it like a hundred times. It's fucking every time they say that you're being needy and unattractive. I start dying and laughing all the time because to me, it's funny. And the reason why I think it's funny, I was like, holy fuck, like, I was doing some of this shit. So the art of attraction is the ability to attract the other person through your genuine personality. I word it like that because, yes, yes, you can act and you can land that, land that trophy girlfriend or trophy wife or whatever, acting like something you're not. You can only do that for so long, guys, until the real you comes out. And then your whole little house of cards that you built is going to come tumbling down. So what you have to do, what it says in this book is to do, is we shouldn't be responding with, like, huge texts or whatever. You should be straight to the point at first, you know? Straight to the point, don't ramble or whatever. And then after after you get into the relationship and you're in a long-term relationship and you've been dating for like longer than six, seven months, um, if you feel something, just say it. Just fucking throw it out there. Be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Be direct. Don't be rude. Just be direct, short, to the point. Speak your mind and let it be known. No whining. You don't, you don't want to come off as you're whining. You don't want to come off as anything like that. And also, keep your fucking friends, guys. I understand that this girl is your world. You want to spend the rest of her life with you. 
and you want to spend the rest of your life with them. That doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice you for that. You're going to sacrifice more time, yes. But you still need to have a social circle of your own. You just can't let that social circle become more important than your relationship. And you need to let your girl know, like, hey, I love you, but I have my friends and I have my life that I, I love. And you need to get to that point where, hey, I love my I love my life. Because where I am is, look, I love my fucking family. I love them to death. I would die for them. Everything like that. But I'm not scared to be alone, I guess. And that's not like diminishing that at all. It's just I'm happy and content with myself enough to where if I was by myself, I'd be fine because I love I love me. And that's not egotistical. That's where I want everybody to be. Like my flaws and all, because I've done some bad shit in my life, you know, bad stuff that would label me by some people to be a horrible person. I've dealt with it. I've, I've processed it. It's still there. I still think about it from time to time. And I understand, but I still love me 100% unequivocally, all in all, mental health problems, all that shit, all. And when you get like that, um, that is what is attractive. Because then you can be vulnerable to other people. And let me be frank, guys. That is the basis of love. That's how people get close to you. That's how people start to fall for you. It's not because you look amazing. Because let's be faced, you guys ain't going to look as good as me. That, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but you look amazing. You have a beach body. You have all this money or whatever. But when someone falls in love with you for real... It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with the fact that you were vulnerable. And through that vulnerability, they got to see a side of you that other people don't get to see. And that's what they fall in love with, guys, is that vulnerability. And that's what's attractive. Your independence, your strong will, your need to have your own social circle and social life is what they fall in love with. Because that's you as a whole. I'm a firm believer that you guys both, both can share this fabulous life, have this wonderful fucking relationship, marriage, or whatever, but still maintain each other's individuality. That's important. Like for me, with my girl, there are certain things that, you know, they do that obviously is going to get under your skin. Do I like some of it? No, but that's her. And if I'm going to love her, that's everything. Everything that she brings to the table. And I've been a huge person, huge like advocate of this and saying, hey, I don't want you to give up your friends. I want you to have friends. I want you to be happy. You know, I want you to have a social circle. I want you to be able to go do shit like that. And people are like, well, aren't you afraid of blah, blah, blah. Like, no, if I was afraid of her doing something or if I couldn't trust her, there's no way that we, me and her would be to be together. And that's just me being real with you. If you have to question yourself like that, then you might need to be like, well, maybe I need to take a good hard look at me. Maybe it's at my own insecurity of what have happened to me or what I've saw happen to my parents um, that I have that. Or maybe you're seeing red flags subconsciously and your brain is screaming at you saying, you have to be around this person 24-7, otherwise something bad's going to happen. And if that's the case, just get the fuck out of it. 
I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just giving you peace of my mind when it comes to that. If that's your thought, like, what's the point? Why are you going to build your house on top of a shit foundation? Because eventually that shit foundation is going to corrupt and fucking crumble your house that is the love. So though that's the beginning part right there. Another thing that he talks about is like how to be confident and shit like that. So this is like some of this shit and I don't agree at all. Some of it, but a lot of it, uh, some of this shit is like alpha male type shit. And don't get me wrong. I do not approve of being an asshole because you're an alpha male. Look at me. I'm the biggest, strongest, baddest motherfucker in the world. But you can be assertive. And you can't show confidence in, and confidence in subtle ways. Um, like one of the things he says is like when you're walking and you're walking down the street and someone makes eye contact with you, make eye contact with them. However, he also goes on after that to say that he's not going to be the one to break eye contact first. He looks at somebody until they look away. And when you're doing this with people, it's not you're not you're not doing this. You're just doing this like, OK, so I'm going to look at me up there. OK. So I'm walking and I go like this. I make eye contact and I go like this. And I just keep looking. They look away like this. Then I can look away. You don't have to do this because, you know, sometimes making eye contact makes people fucking uncomfortable. I don't make truly. I don't understand that because how I was raised. I was raised that a man makes eye contact. He doesn't look down. He's confident. He looks you straight in the eyes when he's talking to you. Um, I understand that. You know, I need to be flexible in that thinking. And that's and that's where when I look at other people, I catch my brain be like, Oh man, he's he must not be confident because he's not he's not staring me in the eyes. I'm like, No motherfucker, that's just your expectations and of shit that you're trying to press on the other people. So I don't judge other people for that. You know, I do make jokes about if someone can't give me a good handshake that I can't trust them. And that's another thing that was that was instilled in me is if someone can't give you a firm handshake, then they can't be trusted. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand that um, some people may be uncomfortable with giving you a firm handshake, you know, or some people have health problems. Like I've shook somebody's hand and they said, ow, my wrist. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I'm sorry. You're right. Like, oh, I have carpal tunnel. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even know. So you do got to be mindful of that. You know, you could be confident without becoming arrogant, you know, and some of the stuff, some of the shit is still brand new. Some of the stuff I don't use, obviously, because, you know, I am in a committed relationship. But if you're not and like you're going somewhere and you're at a bar, usually it's a fucking bar, guys. Like, let's be honest. You're in a bar and you see a girl over there. And you're like, man, I should go talk to her. As soon as you have that fucking thought, just go over there and talk. As soon as you do it. As soon as that little thought pops in your head, just walk over there and talk. Because if you don't do it, then you're not going to do it. That will start training yourself um, to be confident and to believe in yourself and just go do it. Uh, the worst thing they're going to say is no. They, they may say it uh, differently, you know, like depending on who they are. But it's still a no. And the way I look at it is cool. You said no, walk away. But man, don't you, isn't that being rejected? Doesn't that suck? I mean, yeah, it doesn't feel fucking great. But at the end of the day, like, I've gone 38 years without fucking knowing you. Um, I can go the rest of my life without knowing you either because I don't know shit about you. So the, the, the connection there is 
nothing but that goes back to the other thing where um my confidence and my acceptance of myself doesn't come from other people it comes from me so i'm already walking full of confidence full of self-love um if you like me and I, I and you enter my circle of friends that just means that i have more badass people around me if not that's fine it's 100 percent fine i know i'm not for everybody like just like how many of you guys like fucking earl gray tea i can guarantee you it's not going to be fucking everybody and that's that's fine that that honestly that's attractive right there is knowing that not everybody's gonna like you and that's okay a hundred percent and I'll, I'll tell you a little story and this is true because this it's about me when i was younger i'm talking like uh 15 to like 18 yes i was a fucking huge asshole because i was just angry all the time but i tried to please everybody because i wanted to be accepted so fucking bad so bad so bad all i wanted to do is be accepted by people for me but in doing so i gave up me so who were they who were they really accepting a phony me and ding 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 i didn't have any fucking friends as logan said bing bong no friends because I was trying to be something I wasn't. I was a people pleaser. And as much as that's awesome, the only time people are going to be your friend is when they want to take advantage of you. But you're not going to get any real friends that way. And the only person that's going to suffer is you. It's really going to take a toll on your mental. Because it did me. I was super depressed. Super depressed. So depressed that my, my best friend is the only reason why I'm here. Because he came in on me because I was going to shoot myself. And that, that's his real talk. That's heavy shit right there. But that that's that's what happened. I was so miserable with trying to please everybody and not being accepted by anybody, even myself, that I just wanted to be done. I wanted this to restart, you know, and if it wasn't for my, my best friend, you know, I would not be here. And that's his real talk. And that's that's where I'm coming from with this is you have to be okay with the fact that you're not everybody's cup of tea 100% because you're you're not and that's fine that's 100% fine not every girl is going to like you but why are you going to base whether or not you're attractive on one woman when there is 5.5 billion women on this planet you're going to tell me that one in that podunk podunk ass town that you're in is going to be a determining factor that's going to make you say you're ugly for the rest of your goddamn life like why and I've lived that, guys. I lived that. It's not good. And that's not attractive at all. Because you come off as so fucking needy for acceptance that nobody wants to be around you because you come off as pathetic. And I, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit of advice. As men, we are groomed to not show emotion, which is a horrible thing. We are groomed to be strong, to want to do these things. You don't do any of this other stuff that's considered not manly, which is wrong. We have to act a certain way. We have to do a certain thing. We have to do this and this. It's all fucking wrong. Like, think about how you're raised um, as a man. Because, And I, I, I say that because I'm not being a bigot. I'm not being sexist. 
I'm, I'm saying it purely because I am a man. So this is the only, the only experience that I know is from a man's perspective. I was raised not to show emotion. I don't look at the ground. I keep my head up straight. I look people in the eyes. I have a firm handshake. I do this. And I do that. Regardless. Period. Period. And it took a long fucking time for me to be able to do the little facial movements that I'm doing now. And be okay with it. You know? Because I'm talking now. And all these things that I'm showing you right now are second nature now. But before, they were like super forced. Because I was like this. This is my happy face. This is I just had sex face. This is I'm sad. This is I'm mad. You see that? Just fucking stoic. Stoic. And at the time, I didn't even fucking know that that was actually a fucking problem. You know? Because it gets drilled into you. But this is what this is what women find attractive. And don't get me wrong. There are some that are going to find that attractive. However, the vast majority are going to find a man that is... You know, masculine, but also emotional, emotionally intelligent, shows their emotion, uh, is kind, nurturing, forgiving, and is not afraid to show the soft side. And the biggest thing I can say is being themselves, like unequivocally, unapologetically, be you. That's attractive. That neediness shit, I'll say it just like they say in role models. When you start doing that and you start showing, you start being dependent, it comes off as needy and unattractive. 100%, guys. 100%. That's the biggest thing. Caveat back to what I was saying before about when you have a thought about, hey, I should go talk to that chick. Go fucking talk to that person. If you live around my area and you want to see how it's done, I will show you. 100%. And I'm not talking about picking up chicks because I'm not going to, I will never betray my girl like that ever. Like, fuck that. But when I was out with my buddy, my buddy, we went to uh, civil quarter in Pensacola. If you know where that is, whoa, whoa, what up? Yeah, we went there and I talked to fucking everybody, everybody. I had no intentions of like getting to know, like making friendships. I just wanted to talk. And primarily I did that because I wanted to show my buddy, um, you know, when you talk to your friends, I was like, man, don't be a pussy. It's like this. But for real, I was just trying to show them that uh, I don't know these people. But they're not going to reject me because they don't know me. They're going to see some dudes being like confident and cool and talking to them. And guess what? Not a single person looked at me like I was a fucking weirdo. I am a weirdo, but they didn't do that. I was like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Hey, hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. You know? Girls, guys, I talked to everybody. I, I met a dude whose name was Shushu. He's an Indian dude from India. Cool. I talked to him a couple times, found out that he was there trying to get a girl. Uh, it wasn't working out because he thought he was too drunk. Um, from the outside looking in, it was because he wasn't talking to anybody. He was walking around with like a, a douche canoe face on. He was like walking around like looking angry or looking like he was better than everybody. And that's just my perspective. But he didn't see that. I talked to like six girls that came up next to me and they were they had a credit card. I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, this dude gave us a credit card. We're going to get some drinks. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, well, that's fucking. I did, I said, that's pretty brave of him. What are you guys getting? Oh, no, we're going to be nice and get this. I'm like, man, I would just get expensive drinks. Like, no, we're not going to do that. And then they walk away. 
No expectations. I didn't want nothing. I'm just talking. Another person walked by. I was like, hey, man, nice fucking beard. He's like, oh, I love your beard. I got a handshake. I got to talk to that dude. I talked to a couple people from the band that was playing. I probably talked to like 60 people. And if you know me personally, that does not seem like me. You'd be like, man, this motherfucker hates people. Not true. It's just sometimes my anxiety gets the best of me. If that makes sense. But yeah, I talked to fucking everybody. As soon as I had the thought of, hey, I should go talk to that person, immediately go fucking talk to that person. If that means that you got to have a drink or a shot before, before you do that, then do that. I'm not saying getting fucking hammer drunk. No, 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 no. Do not do that because you are not smooth. You're not cool. When you go up there hammer drunk, this is what you sound like. Yeah, you know. That's why you get the look. When you go back and remember, you're like, holy fuck, I, I look like a dumbass. Because you did. She probably understood nothing. You probably got way too close. You probably smelled like shit. Just being honest, guys. Um, it's cool and fun to get buzzed with your friends. It's not cool and fun to get obliterated and be a, a menace. <laughs> and I understand, like, man, this motherfucker's old. Talk about menace. Like, like, fuck you. Like, it's true. So try it. That's this is the second part of the homework that I, I I want you guys to do. Do you have to do this? Absolutely fucking not. If you if you're a pro at this, cool. If not, try it and it it'll change your fucking life, guys. Just go. You see somebody? Now, if you're really really awkward, simple thing to do is compliment somebody on what they're wearing. Guys, it's probably going to be easier for you to compliment a girl on what she's wearing. Like, oh, I really like that top. That's, that's, oh, I like that top, girl. That's good. I, I do that. I still do that. And guess what? I'm not flirting. I'm just giving a compliment because I can. I said, I'm like, hey, that's, a, that's, that's nice. And, and I come from like a, a neutral, neutrality when it comes to that. It's not a sexual manner because I'll compliment guys on the same thing. I'm like, bro, you're looking fucking good, man. You got a fucking good, you're looking built. Like super, just like ad, like pure admiration of the human body, male and female. That that that's where I'm coming from. So guys, if it's gonna be a little easier for you to go up to a girl, I I don't I'm not saying go out of your fucking way. Don't do that. If you're walking by, be like, hey, I, hey, I really like your hair. Just just do that. You'll make you'll make somebody's fucking day. Even if they look at you like you're a fucking weirdo. When they walk away, I guarantee you, they'll be like, oh, he liked my hair. And it'll, it'll make them cheer up. They might not show you anything. Don't expect nothing. Remember the whole expectation thing? Don't fucking expect nothing. Just be like, I really like, your hair is looking, I like your hair. I've walked up to, I walked by a chick and I looked down, I noticed that she had like Adventure Time socks. I'm like, ooh, I like your socks. Those are nice. She's like, oh, thank you. I fucking love Adventure Time. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And I kept walking. I didn't know her name. I don't want to know her name. I don't want to have a conversation longer than that. It was just the flex the muscle of confidence, you know, because, you know, as, as you get older and even if you're in a serious relationship, it's always nice to have positive interactions with the opposite sex. I'm not saying put yourself into a fucking situation. That's not what I'm saying, guys. Like, well, Havoc said, blah, blah, blah. That's why she sucked my penis. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying 
a positive interaction somewhere where it's not going to get you into trouble. Because you're a man, if you get put into a situation where you have to make a morality check, some of you motherfuckers ain't going to pass it. Not going to happen. You know, and if you're more comfortable, like, man, girls terrify the fuck out of me. This is another way to get over that terrify, that being afraid. If you're more comfortable in complimenting a guy, frankly, I think that takes more nuts to compliment a guy because you're really throwing yourself out there and be like, but compliment somebody on their beard. If they have a long beard, they're growing it for a reason. And uh, look, I have this fucking beard right now. It is unkept. It needs to be trimmed and all that. But it's fucking, it's a lot of work, guys. And I take pride in my fucking beard. I love my beard. Someone said, I, hey, man, nice beard. I'm like, thank you, man. If they have a beard, I'm like, fucking, you got a nice beard, too. Even if it's a shit beard. It just made me feel good, so I'm going to make them feel good. That's attractive. Another thing about being attractive. Look, it's okay. A little jealousy is all right. All right? But when the jealousy starts turning into possessiveness is when it's not okay. Being attractive to the opposite sex when it comes to the whole jealousy thing is if you are going to be with a bad bitch you're going to have bad bitch problems i mean if she look real fucking good you're going to have more than just you looking at that that's going to be when it comes down to you where that trust factor comes in you got to trust your girl that she come home to you and she only going to be with you all right if you can't do that or if you think for something you better ask like hey do i got anything to worry about Nah, oh yeah. They'll get red flags, even if they think they're really fucking good at hiding it. They'll, they'll let you know. And if you can't handle that, get out of that relationship. Because ultimately, you're going to be the one that fucks it up and she's going to leave your ass anyways. So just remember, you date a bad bitch, you're going to have bad bitch problems. I know I know for a fact that guy is fucking stare at my girl. But guess what? She come home to me. I trust her fully. She goes somewhere, I'm like, you know what? I don't have to worry fucking anything. And worrying's not going to fucking stop anything anyways, guys. If the girl's going to do something, she's going to fucking do something. You just have the balls to stand up for what you believe in. And if they cross that line in the sand, like the holy fuck line, be prepared to be by yourself. That's attractiveness. It's holding, holding that self, you know. Your standards are your standards alone, and they're not anybody else's. And when it comes to this stuff, being confident, trusting, vulnerable, jealous in certain aspects, but also non-jealous, man, let those people stare at your girl. I mean, obviously, if it's getting fucking to the point where it's making it uncomfortable, then you got to step in and say, hey, you know, stop staring at my girl before I fuck you up. But let them, let them stare. Show off your girl. Don't be afraid. Hold her fucking hand. Be like, yeah, this is my girl. Fucking scream it to the world. That's attractive. Have your social circle. Not to where it takes over the relationship, but, you know, take a day. Take two days. Like, for me, I have fucking Sunday. Sunday. Where I go play D&D. Lately, I haven't been leaving the house. But normally, Sunday is my day to go play D&D with the boys. And... My girl hates fucking D&D, but that's my, that's like me, me time. Um, today, right after work, um, I, w I met some people at the bar. 
I say bar, but it was like a it's a sports bar, bar and grill thing. It's more like Applebee's or whatever. And it was close to closest to work. Went there, had a drink, talked a little bit, got some food, ate half of it, brought the rest home, and came home. My girl trusts me. And I was like, hey, you don't like I I'm not going to stay very long. And my girl's like, no, 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 that's fine. I want you to be social because they do. Uh, unless they're super possessive and super insecure, your girl wants you to have your fucking social time. They do. They don't want you to be up their ass all the time. That's unattractive. That comes off as needy and therefore unattractive. 100% guys. Like I'm not fucking lying to you. That That is real. They want you to have your own life, but they also want you to show them show them that you value them and that's just not that's not just for guys and girls that's for guys and guys and girls and girls your partner wants you to show that you value them don't hide them show them off that's attractive keep your social circle keep your own life and that's how this shit works their life your life you get to a serious part look at this they still combine, but no matter what you do, my hands will never become one. Never become one. Even if you sew them together, there's still you can still see the scar where they were separate, and they're still separate because they're hands plural. When you get into a relationship, it's both of you. It's an us. It's a we. Those are all plural, and it's okay. To have separate separate lives that you share together. Like her friends don't have to be your fucking friends. Like uh, my girl's friends, they're fucking dope. They're cool. Are they my friends? And not like that. But, you know, I'll talk to them. They're cool. I have my friends. Are they her friends? No. And that's fine. I have friends that aren't in the social circle of hers or that we both share. And that's fine. And that's how that's how it should be, guys. That that is what you need to do to stay off the I'm needy and unattractive thing, like 100%. And I know I'm I'm beating that into like a dead horse, but I really need you guys to get that. You will find out that your relationships last longer and you won't be viewed <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to use a colorful language. Uh which, fuck it, I'm already, I already do it, but I don't want people to get offended. But nor do I care. Um, don't be a pussy, guys. I mean, that's. I don't know how else to say that, and I don't mean that in like a, like a sexist thing. Don't be weak. Don't be uncom. Don't don't be insecure. Don't be unconfident because that comes off as needy and therefore unattractive. Don't believe me? Read that fucking audiobook or listen to that audiobook or get the book, the paperback. Models by Mark Manson. I just told another guy at work that one of my favorite books has changed my fucking life. It did. It really did. Because I, I kind of get rid of that whole alpha mentality thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I still walk around if people make eye contact with me. I make eye, con eye contact with them until they look away. And it's not like, I'm dominant. It's just, hey, I see you. You see me. Cool. And it's like, a, you know, afterwards, it's like, what are you looking at me for? 
but that insecure way it's like you want to talk to me let's talk oh you don't cool let's go like that I see, I just see it a lot. I, I When I talk to people, I say, hey, what do you guys do? Oh, nothing. I just go home and I hang out with my family and go like that. Well, what are your friends? Well, I don't have time for that. Motherfucker, make time for that. Make time for that. Otherwise, you are going to come off as like a, a little a little bitch or coward. And that's that's me talking. That's, that's the person behind Havoc Bliss talking. You need to be able to say, hey, hey, babe, like, I love you, but we spend way too much fucking time together. Like, you know, and my girl will say that, too. She's like, I love you. I really do. But you need to get the fuck out and go have some fun with your friends and shit. And it's, and it's not because it's not because she loves me less. It's when you spend a lot of time around somebody, you're going to fucking annoy them. And, and like, no, that's not fucking true. No, that's, it's absolutely fucking true. Because when you first get with somebody, you don't know their tics, their little annoying things that they do. Like you, some of you guys may fucking hate it if they cut their toenails in the living room and want them to do it in the bathroom. Um, some of you guys fucking hate it if they leave cups. I'm notorious for having like four or five cups on my computer desk. Fucking guilty as charged. I really try hard now to only have one and then get it back into the sink. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Is I just forget because I have like a thousand things going up here. And then I look back and I'm like, the next day I'm like, fuck. And I handle it, you know. But when you get together, they have things that you hate and things that they hate. Like for me, I don't understand why the lid on the goddamn toothpaste can't be closed. Or why there's toothpaste in the sink. Like I just. I don't fucking get that. Period. I don't understand that. Maybe. Maybe. It's just me. But I fuck. I fucking. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I, I'm pretty sure that it's more than just me. And this is. This is what I'm saying guys. Like. Stuff like that gets into your skin. And even when you're together for a while. So like me and my girl have been together almost three years. You know, we're talking about like, hey, when we're going to get married and do all this shit. Okay. There's still some times where I'm like, babe, I love you. Well, you need to get the fuck out of here and go do something. Or, or I love you, but God, you're annoying sometimes. And we laugh and we just know it's true. And that's, that's the, the beauty of it is when you know that's how it is. Because, really, that's how the fuck it is. Like, 100%, that's how it fucking is. And that's something that you guys need to kind of, like, process and deal with. You guys get that down, and then you realize, you know what? I do need to get the fuck out of this house. I do need to go have my own life. And don't be afraid to say, hey, um, how about um, the Saturday night? Can I go hang out with the boys? You know, obviously, you're going to ask permission out of respect. But... You, you're going to be like, hey, I, I want to fucking do this. And there's nothing wrong with that, guys. There's nothing. When you stop doing that stuff is when the neediness part kicks in because then you, get, you start to come codependent on the other person because you don't... Come on, camera. Fucking work with me. Thank you. Um, 
because you don't have anybody else to talk to because you fucking wiped out your social network by being codependent on this one person. Don't do that. That's not it's not a fucking good look. Good look, guys. Bam. Okay, so we talked about those things. The next topic I want to talk about is something that I think a lot of people suffer from. But it's so fucking hard to let go. Because that's like, once they let go of that, it's like, that shit becomes their whole identity. This is, this is, today. today's show is a little deep. A little fucking heavy. But, uh, the next one is the victim mentality. And how it fucking cripples you. Because it does. Again... I will tell a story. It's this is from personal fucking experience, everybody. So personal experience. You know, like I said before, my childhood necessarily wasn't the greatest. It was pretty shitty, uh, heavy domestic violence and everything like that. So growing up and once I was done and out of the house and everything like that, I could always explain, well, I don't show emotion. I have terrible connection with people because this is what happened to me because this person did this to me. And that became my story. And it's not like, it's hard looking back at it. I know that's the wrong way because when I accepted that as me, it cut me off from a lot of potential and possibilities. Really hurt me, really hurt my potential. You know, and I'm just now starting to get the ball rolling at a good pace that it should have been rolling when I was younger, but I just wasn't, you know, and so that becomes me, the whole victim thing, you know, then I start getting help and I start doing this and I realize that I can't, I can't hold on to it. I forgive, I forgive the person I say hey I need to talk to you they say okay what's up I say hey I just want you to know that I forgive you and they looked at me and I said thank you I appreciate that I'm really sorry I know it doesn't change anything but I hope you can forgive me and I said yeah I forgive you 100% and I wasn't I wasn't saying that to be phony like I did I did and I thought that be doing that was the way for me to get rid of that uh, victim mentality, but I still found myself leaning on it when she got heavy, when she got too hard for me. Um, and I did that for a long time. And then I went to counseling again. I went to heavy therapy for like four years to try to get, try to get over that and not be affected by it, which is, you know, wrong because it's still going to affect you because it did happen to you. I'm just not going to let it determine the outcome and not going to let that have me look at life or deal with life a certain way. And then a funny thing happened. It's not funny, but the person that did that died, uh, my stepdad. So the father to my brothers, my sister, he passed away. And I got through a text message. Hey, um, dad's gone. And I looked at it. And I felt absolutely nothing, like nothing. I was like, cool, maybe it's because 
I felt weird, but I didn't feel anything. And I was like, well, maybe it's because I forgave him, so I there's no animosity. But, like, I wasn't close because of all that bad shit that happened. So, you know, I'm just at peace with it. You know, I said my... And I meant this. I'm like, hey, um, oh, my... I told my brother, I'm like, and my other brother and my sister, I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm sorry that he... I'm sorry that he passed away. Um, if you guys need anything, I'm here. And then I sent him texts. I still sent him texts saying, hey, I'm just thinking about you. How are you guys doing? Or whatever. And I sat there and I sat there. And I couldn't put my finger on why I felt weird. Uh, my girl was like, you know, it's... It's okay to say that you're upset that he's gone. Because even though the bad shit happened, you did learn a lot from that person. And you did spend a lot of time. Because I spent the most time with that dude um, than any of my other siblings, even if it was forced. And he taught me, he did teach me a lot. A lot of life skills, which I use all the fucking time. All the time. I can build a house from the ground. definitely did and she said it's okay even if you don't feel anything and i asked her i was like me not feeling anything does that make me a terrible person and she said no he did like terrible shit to you i'm like you know but i should feel something she's like just think about it maybe you do so then i was sitting there and i just i i think it was like a wednesday it'd been like two weeks after he had passed and i'm sitting there in my car and I just got off work. And I'm going in there. I have my little lunch bag. Like my old fucking self. I have my little free coffee that I got from work. And I'm sipping on it. And I'm sitting there. And I'm processing. And I'm thinking. And I'm thinking. And then it hit me. I had my eureka moment. Eureka moment. The reason why I felt so confused about how I felt. Is because I had been using him. As an excuse. To play my victim card. Because as long as he was there, I always had a reason of why the why why I was the way I was. I was like, hey, like I I really tried, you know, but I can't change the fact that this happened, and that's why I'm like this because of because he did this to me. And I started thinking, I was like, holy fuck! Like even after all this time, I still had that ace of spades in my fucking pocket that I could take out and use. As my trump card. And when he passed. That card disintegrated. In my back pocket. And I no longer had that card. Meaning. That if it got bad enough. It was me. You guys are like. Well shit. No fucking shit. It's always been you. Yeah. I know. It had always been me. But up until I had that realization. I thought that I had been accepting all the responsibility for my actions. But the truth is, there was a little part of me that still held on to that card that I don't use or didn't use that was in my pocket. And when he passed, that card disappeared and I had no one, nothing to blame but me. And it left me with this weird feeling of like, holy fuck, I no longer have that crutch anymore. To lean on. And then it really, really hit me how entrenched that victim mentality was for me. It was there. 
in the back of my head, even though I thought I had processed it, I thought I went to enough counseling and everything like that. I was like, no, I'm fucking good with this. You know, it doesn't define me. But I was still, I still let it. I still let it. And after that, after he was gone, I was like, holy fuck, like, what do I do? And I know this is going to come off as fucking crazy. You guys are going to be like, well, you should always accept the responsibility. Like, no fucking shit. Like, I did accept the responsibility. Like, don't get me wrong. I do. I'm like, no, I know I did that. I'm sorry. You know? But like 100% full responsible. Because the blame no longer could be split between my childhood enemy and me. Even though I forgave him, I still knew that he did that shit to me. But when he was gone, that was gone. And I was left with this realization that, holy fuck, like now all the choices that happen and come are because I chose to handle my past a different way and there's no one to point the finger at but me. And I don't know if you guys understand that. And unless you've had that happen to you, you may not understand ever. And I hope you guys don't have to go down the fucking... I'm not saying that you guys should... Um, have to go through what I went through because I don't I don't wish that upon fucking anybody. But until you kind of have that realization of oh fucking shit, like I'm still using that fucking crutch, man. Um that victim mentality is just gonna cripple the fuck out of you because you always have a backup reason for your behavior, even if it's totally unjustifiable. You'll still be like, God damn it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You'll still be like, no, you know, I, I know, but you know, sometimes it's just too hard because, you know, I was, I grew up like this and blah, blah, blah. And it's all fucking bullshit. It's all excuses. It's, it's you holding on to something so that you can not take a hundred percent of the blame. Um, there's a podcast I listen to. It's called Unfuck Nation with uh, Gary John Bishop. He talks about, um, how we have responsibility for our passes, our past and responsibility of what happened to us. And, you know, some people, when they hear that bullshit, they're like, oh my, like, fuck, you know, it was, I wasn't responsible because they did that to me. No shit. They did do that to you, but you're responsible for what you did with it afterwards. And I, I turned it into negativity. And I, I said that before I turned that into negativity and I became a victim. And I started realizing this when I was younger, that I'm a victim is causing me to be fucking angry terrible and super depressed i was like no i gotta get over this shit and i thought i did i thought i had handled it you know only when i was super upset would i be like man like why the fuck do i have to be like this like fuck that I'm, I'm like this because of this this happened and i'm like no i can't be like that i'm like that because i'm choosing to be like this you know so i still have the realization that i was blaming that and then i still had the insight to go back and say no like i'm making a choice But when that was gone, then I really, really had to accept 100% of the responsibility for real. And that left me in this state of confusion of not knowing how to handle that. Maybe that handle is not the right word of how to process it. Because I talked to my girl about that. I'm like, I figured it out. As soon as I had that eureka moment, I texted her. I was like... I know why I'm confused. I'm confused because I no longer have that card in my back pocket. My crutch is gone. 
even though it's dusty and in a corner and unused. It disappeared when he died. And sometimes that's what it, it needs to happen. And I view myself as very fortunate that I had that epiphany. Because there's some people, there's some of you guys out there that will carry this victim badge like it's a medal to show off to the world. And even when the person that did that to you is gone, you won't have that epiphany. And you'll carry that victim mentality until the day you fucking die. Not realizing that that victim mentality is preventing you from becoming the best version of you that you possibly could. And that's why I'm talking about it right now, guys. That's why I'm, that's why I chose to talk about these topics tonight. Is because I want you guys to become the best versions of you. So you guys can manifest the futures and the destiny to its fullest potential. You know, because that's what it's all about. Once you get rid of this stuff, I talked about this last Friday. Once you handle this shit, you will undoubtedly bump up a vibration level and you start attracting better, better stuff to you. But you have to believe it. You have to want it. It's gonna is it gonna be easy? No. Not at all. Even the whole walking into a room without expectations, is that gonna be easy? No, it's not. But it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the bigger and easier it becomes, right? Just like your just like my little baby bicep. Look, see? It got smaller because I haven't been to the gym. But, you know, you lift those weights, right? And pretty soon that 30 becomes easier. So you bump up to a 35. Next thing you know, you're fucking big boy curling 55s and 60s, right? Same thing with this. You start flexing your brain saying no expectations. And then it becomes easier. To It becomes it becomes second nature. The attractiveness, the confidence, the losing the neediness mentality becomes second nature. And that just becomes who you are. Once you shed that victim mentality and you take responsibility for how your life turned out and stop blaming the situation or the event that happened, you'll really live. You'll have that epiphany and you'll realize, holy fuck, what am I doing? Like, no. And it, just accept the responsibility. That shit right there will change your fucking life. It'll improve the quality of your life and your men, your mental health will in, increase tenfold. Now, don't get me wrong. When you first come to that realization that that crutch is still there, and then you get you get to go poof, you're gonna get hit pretty hard with confusion. I did, but what, once you get through that confusion and you accept. And you acknowledge why you're confused. And you accept and you don't try to bring that crutch back. Guess what? That life that is on the other side is beautiful. And it's amazing. And you can do anything with it. But you have to take that step. Every, th every journey begins with that first step. And it's up to you to make that fucking step happen. Nobody else can do it. I can talk up here all I fucking want until I'm blue in my face. But it's up to you to make that fucking happen, guys. And if you need, if you need, like, hey, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you again. Models by Mark Manson. 
Um, Unfuck Nation by Jerry God Jerry or Gary John Bishop is on auto. They're both on Audible. Um, another one, uh, you have to kind of weed through some of the alpha mentality, but it's the way of men. Um, let me let me get the title of that book for you. Oh nope, that's Crunchyroll. Oh, uh, Gary John Bishop also has a bunch of books too. Look up his shit. It's fucking life changing. Life changing. Let me see. Dun, dun, dun. I'm looking for it right now. I'm trying to find the way of men. Let me look for it. Sorry, guys. I'll find it. And the only reason I'm taking the time for this is because I think it's way, super important. Okay, so it's The Way of Men by Jack Donovan. I've heard really good things. I actually haven't listened to it. I just used my free Audible credit to get it. I will tell you how it is. But The Way of Men, um, if you have Spotify, uh, The Norse Mentality, I highly recommend that. Um, they talk about some real shit. They're raw and rugged just like I am. Fucking awesome. These tools right here uh, that I'm telling you will change your fucking life, guys. And it's not just for guys. It's for girls, too, because I'm not sexist. Uh, if you guys listen to this, change your fucking life, too, because I just say man because, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude. But uh, women, if you guys listen to this shit, too, it will change your guys' life, too, because just take away the pronouns and this shit fucking goes with any everybody everybody it'll change your life it will make it'll make your fucking life so much fucking better I, I know i keep saying that but i really do believe it okay really is soak it up and absorb it like a sponge now not everything is going to be applicable okay not everything will apply and that's okay because you cannot jump into something and believe 100 everything because then you're a fool um Take the things out of there that you can use. The rest of it take into consideration. If you can't apply it to your life, that's fine. But I believe that everything is a teacher and everything is coming to teach you a lesson. And when you learn those lessons, um, the universe will provide for you and you will just be happier and, and you'll come from a better place. That's just coming from experience, you know, and I'm not saying that everything is perfect in my life because it's not, you know, I still struggle like everybody else, like financially, sometimes my, my mental health dips a little bit, not as bad as it used to. I, I can fucking tell you that. But since I have been using some of these things and not all of them, because some of them just don't apply, you know, because some of my have the data dump because I'm in a relationship, but I still pay attention to a lot of it. And it's definitely improved the quality of my life. Especially uh, most of the things from uh, Gary John John Bishop. Very life-changing shit. Now, before you, I will say before you listen to him, you really need to be open-minded because he's going to say some shit that pisses you off. But if you let it sink in, you'll get emotional. Because I did. Just like when I listened to the book Models, I got emotional. Because that shit strikes deep. When you really do some soul searching and some 
um, self-improvement and you're like all in, you're going to face some things. And the demons that are there, 90% of them, you created. You created the monster that runs rampant in you. Does that make sense? And it's sad, but a lot of people don't don't realize that. Yeah. Well, yeah, look what time it is, guys. It's almost midnight. Tonight, I'm going to cut it short. I'm not going to do my super long one like I did Saturday. Or not this last Saturday, but the one before was like three and a half hours. Um, next Friday will be a little bit longer. I will be posting later on in the week what I'm going to be talking about. Uh, but yeah, I'll be back Friday. I may be back Wednesday, but I don't know. I need to get some sleep. I'm super excited. I get my kids are coming down uh, Thursday. I haven't seen haven't seen one of them in two years, and I haven't seen the other one in eight years. And no, I'm not avoiding them. It's just they live in a different state, and I just don't have a lot of money to go do this stuff. But I FaceTime and talk to them all the time. I'm still very active in their life. But yeah, so I'm going to be busy with that, but I'll still be back Friday. And like I said, Tuesday or Wednesday, guys, I'll let you guys know what the fuck we're going to be talking about. I hope you enjoyed this stuff. Um, it's not as crazy as my usual stuff, but I really felt compelled to talk about this stuff with you guys. Okay? I really did. I hope it helps. Um, that's the point of me doing this stuff is the things that I talk about. Um, you take it or leave it. But the, the real goal is to spread the knowledge that I find is useful and just try to help you guys. Because that's what it's all about. I'm here for you guys. I really fucking am. Like, 100%. Like, all bullshit aside, I do this shit because I fucking love it. And I find this stuff that I read and I, I watch super useful, life-altering, because someone it applies to me. And that's all I want to do is just share with you guys. And if it fucking changes your life, let me fucking know. Or don't. It's fine. I just, just on a mission, guys, on a mission to fucking talk about some weird shit, spread some knowledge, self-improve myself, fucking help you guys. I want to kick it, you know, eventually I want to see this fucking chat over here fucking scrolling, going a million miles an hour with all brand new faces, making friends, and we'd be in here fucking talking about some crazy shit, you know? If you like what you fucking hear, you like what you see, tell your friends. And don't forget to fucking hit that follow button and turn on that notification so you next time so you know next time when Havoc Bliss goes live in after dark. And as always, guys, hey, you guys keep it fucking real. This is the 4th of July weekend. I don't know how free we are anymore with everything that's fucking going on, but hey, get it. You guys get it. You guys are fucking awesome. I love you guys. I'm gonna fucking chill. Wind down, and I'm going to take my fucking ass to bed. I got a haircut appointment to look all beautiful. You guys take it real, okay? Get out the fuck out of the house. Don't say the house is weekend, all right? Do your homework.